ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome in. It is this beautiful, beautiful day. I know it's overcast right now, but it's this beautiful day because Marshall's in the Sun Belt. It's official. It's July 1st. Marshall's in the Sun Belt. Welcome in. It is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We'll take your phone calls this hour, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our text line this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So how do you feel today? No longer in Conference USA. It's over. That is a chapter that we thought was going to start well. And then college football and college realignment kind of messed that up a little bit. And so here we are, July 1st, Marshall in the Sun Belt, where Marshall wanted to be, and a a group of schools that are like-minded. And unlike college football today and tomorrow, the geography actually makes sense. How crazy is this? The geography makes sense. It feels like these institutions want to be in this conference. That's the first thing. These schools want to be there. And you don't see you don't see that sort of question mark among some of these institutions. It feels like this is a group that I mean look, if the Big Ten calls Marshall tomorrow, you take that phone call. But you're gonna have two or three super conferences, I think Marshall's going to be in the best of the rest situation. So what's going to happen with uh, all of this? Yesterday was kind of crazy, by the way. Uh, USC and UCLA. I mean, that was the fastest I've ever seen. Hey, apply and get approved. I mean, I haven't seen credit cards get applied or denied that quickly. And so now the Pac-12 is trying to figure out what it's going to do. And if I'm the Big 12, I'm making some phone calls, or I have already made some phone calls and thought that Oregon would be really good in the Big 12. I I could see that. Now, of course, again, the Big 12, the geography, not exactly. Does it matter? It really doesn't matter. So what's the Big 12 going to do? What's the Pac-12 going to do? Is there going to be a merger here? Is there going to be some sort of super Midwest West Coast Conference? I mean, could you see those two entities getting together and combining instead of trying to uh, pick each other apart? Which one's going to be the aggressor? Will the Pac-12 be the aggressor? Will the Big 12 be the aggressor? Which one's going to be the one that tries to pick off the other and, and makes it? And, of course, you know what the real deal here is. is television. That's it. This is, this is not a coalition of like-minded institutions for a common cause, unless that common cause is money. And so... This is what it's all about. It's about money. It's about football money. And there's some basketball money as well, but it's about football money. This is where we're at in college athletics right now. And so that's why Marshall's in the Sun Belt, because one, the money's going to be better. Two, the exposure's going to be better. Three, it actually makes sense. Four, Conference USA was falling apart, so Marshall had to be proactive. And you didn't want to be in that situation. You didn't want to be in a situation where Okay, sure, it would have been great to be maybe the flag bearer of Conference USA. Marshall 
waving the flag, trying to carry the league along with a couple other institutions on its shoulders. But here we are in a league where it feels like there's a lot of cooperation, a, a lot of good decision-making, very proactive league. It might not be a power league, but it doesn't feel like it's a also-ran. It feels like it's a better league all, all around. So that's where we're at today. So enjoy Marshalls in the Sun Belt. How do you feel about that? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I feel good. I feel absolutely good about it. I have so far had really positive interactions with members of the Sun Belt as far as media. I mean, that's a me thing. That's not a you thing, but that's a. I mean, it makes what I do a lot better. Administrators, top to bottom, it just feels like it's a better league. The interactions are better, and so I think we're going to enjoy the ride in the Sun Belt. What do we got coming up today for you? Well, today is the day that we shoot off fireworks downtown. We got 9th Street Live. We got Dog Dazzle. All of that's coming up. It's going to happen after the show, actually. So if you're on your way down now, get there. You've got so many options tonight for entertainment and fireworks after all the music's over with. It'll be the largest fireworks display in the area, the region. So it's going to be exciting tonight. We've got that for you, but... What's coming up on the show is what you're probably more interested in. Chris Grassi's going to be on with us. Chris is uh, finishing up some recruiting, so we'll talk to us. So he's had a busy day, I'm sure, busy, busy couple weeks. We're going to talk to him about being in the Sun Belt. We're going to talk to him about the addition of UCF. We're going to talk to him about recruiting and everything that's going on. So he's going to join us here in the next few minutes. I'm looking forward to talking to him. And then, of course, after that, the rest of the way, it's going to be about you with your phone calls and texts. And, again, let me give you those numbers and set you up for that. We'll take your texts first. We'll prioritize texts today, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll get into all of that with you. A lot of things we can talk about today. Of course, college football expansion Where's that going to go? We'll get into that with you. We will talk about, of course, what's happening with Marshall. Marshall's a member of the Sun Belt now. So, hey, there's some weekend specials going on. Because, after all, you got to have something special for the holiday. Three-game football mini plans are available for sale. There's no online ticket fees all weekend. So, uh, you can check on HerdZone.com for that, for the deals. So this is a way if you can't buy season tickets, but, yeah, maybe you can get a mini package. You can do that. Because, again, Appalachian State has 10,000 season ticket holders. Let me say that again. Appalachian State has 10,000 season ticket holders. Herd fans, you keep telling me you're better than Appalachian State, right? Herd fans, you keep telling me you're the best. Herd fans, Appalachian State has 10,000 season ticket holders. Are you? A season ticket holder for the Thundering Herd? If not, and if you can't, here's another way for you to be be part of it. Get a three-game mini plan. Check it out. Again, not my job to sell tickets, but at the same time, Appalachian State has 10,000 season ticket holders. You want to get to that number, right? Because as Coach Huff says, the Sun Belt is real. It's not fake. It's not a copy. It's real. Ticket office, uh... You know what? The ticket office should send me a, a, a gift bag. As much as I, even though it's not my job to sell tickets, they should send me a gift bag. 
I'm going to ask them about that next time I have a chance to talk about that. So we, we, what else we got, we got today? Well, as I said, we got Chris Grassi coming up. Uh, we'll get into a lot of that. We will uh, talk a little bit about some news coming out of Marshall because um, Thundering Herd making the hire today. Rodney Casey has joined Marshall Athletics as the Assistant Athletic Director for Digital Strategy and Brand Management. This coming out about an hour ago. Had a chance to meet with him last week. I really enjoyed talking to him. And he is he's young. He's got some fresh ideas. And I think you're going to see a transformation as far as what kind of content Marshall produces and what kind of methods that Marshall employs in trying to get the story out, expand the brand. I think you're going to see a little bit more of a cohesive brand as well with Marshall Athletics. Uh, it's going to it's going to flow better, I think. You know, all of this is important. So we're going to try to get him on the show here in the near future just to talk to him. So he will be – I'm not saying he's the new Jason Courier, but just to put it in perspective, uh, he fills the vacancy left by Jason Courier, the former sports information director. And so he's going to be handling a lot of different aspects. So that's, um, that's the comparison there. I can't compare anyone to Jason, though. Jason's my guy. Jason's my guy, and he's doing good stuff right now with Tulane. So I'm looking forward to uh, talking with Rodney again and introducing you to him as we get a busy week wrapped up. Chris Grassy coming up next here. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Friday, July 1st edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So, again, happy Sunbelt Day. And I couldn't think of a better guy to celebrate Marshall's joining the Sunbelt. It's official now. This is day one. Then the guy himself, who I think has probably had a major impact already on the Sunbelt just by personality and what Marshall soccer brings to the league. And that's Chris Grassy, the head coach of the Marshall soccer team. Coach, uh, happy Sunbelt Day. Uh, it's official now. Yeah, it's official. How you been? I know you've been busy out recruiting and uh, trying to make the herd better. So, uh, you know, thanks for taking just a moment to celebrate that and uh, just to talk a little bit about here we are, day one, and, you know, you've got a tough league to get ready for. Yeah, it's um, it, it's going to be it's going to be in, very interesting. I think it's, uh, you know, we were shocked last night with the, with the news about UCLA and uh, USC, although they don't have a men's soccer program, um, you know, joining the Big Ten. So we're, we're very much in a in a time of change in, in college athletics. But you know, we feel with the you know the the support that we have from the Sun Belt and from um, all of the teams in you know in the Sun Belt, the, their commitment to soccer and their commitment to being the best soccer league in the country. You know, we felt this is a really exciting time, and we have some real stability moving forward. We'll have UCF join. Um, to make it 10 teams in, in 2023. But, you know, going forward for this season, it's just an exciting opportunity to, you know, to be the first Sunbelt champion of this new era. So that's what we're all preparing for right now. See, I like how you think. That's Chris Grassy joining us. And uh, before we continue as far as talking about the Sunbelt, Herd fans need to take advantage of the opportunity to get season tickets. Those went on sale today. And if Herd fans... Take advantage of the early pricing. There will be no online ticket fees this weekend. That's through Monday. So I'm sure you'd like to see that stadium just sold out and 
and again try to figure out where you're going to put extra fans because that's a nice problem to have. Yeah, it's been a you know it's been a actually I've said we're not allowed to say anymore. It's a good problem to have, so we have to actually solve the problem now um, during our meetings with with uh, facilities and with uh, the marketing and uh, fundraising departments, as you will. But I think everybody's is on board with you know let's try and make this a great experience. Let's really take advantage of you know the support that we do have and let's provide you know extreme hospitality. Let's provide an excellent environment for them. So I think the fans will come back and we'll see some improvements. We've um, we have a temporary addition to the stadium so we'll have about 2600 fans uh able to to, to get seats in the in the venue or, or some standing room as i think some fans prefer to stand uh, around especially in the corners there but it's all going to be you know hopefully we have the signage boards in on time ready to go the new seat and um, it, it should feel like a very different and a little bit more professional look to the to the stadium so we're very very excited about that and obviously the team coming back from the spring, you know, is you know, showed they can step up to the level and win championships uh, with the spring college league. So we're hoping with our additions to um, replace some of the you know the superstars that we lost, um, we're going to be right up there. And I feel, you know, we're going to say it again this year. We're going to compete for a national championship. We think we could be the best team in the country again. So we're going to try and we're going to try and do that. And I don't I don't look at any team and think we should fear them. I think we can go right out and try and win it. Chris Grassi's with me, the head coach of the Marshall men's soccer team. So you mentioned facilities. There's going to be a more professional feel to it. Uh, I know through uh, a lot of conversations and a lot of uh, reports that there's a certain standard that the Sun Belt requires, and that applies to soccer as well. So that means there's going to be some uh, video board updates and some other items that have to be taken care of, and soccer's in all of that. Are you excited for that as well? Because – you know how fans are. They like scoreboards. <laughs> they do. Well, you know, coaches like them too, especially when your score keeps going up and the opponent stays right where it is at zero. Uh, we love scoreboards then too. Um, but, yeah, I think we need some we need some big uh, improvements. in. Look, there's a, there's a project, right? That's part of what I signed on for. You know, after we won a national championship, there's still more work to do here. There's still plenty of low-hanging fruit for us to improve as a program, to improve the facilities, to improve the training facilities. You know, there's still things that we can continue to to move forward to to be elite. You know, I'm not I'm not uh, making any bones about it. You know, it's, it's our program is our, our facilities and, and what we have is, is very good for a, for a mid major. But if you want to be an elite team, con- constantly competing at the top of the division, you know, there's certain um, projects that need to take place. And, and that was what excited me was like, look, we're not even we're not even halfway there in terms of what we can do to to grow the facilities and to grow the stadium. And and a, and a video scoreboard is just. You know, that's just the action on the cake. We would actually love a video scoreboard from, not for, uh, from a coaching point of view, because we have the speedio cameras around the field, so we can instantly sort of take it up on the big scoreboard, and we could, you know, teach our our players right there and then. You know, drawing lines and kind of showing them where they need to go and what what should have happened. You know, so you can basically do the coaching video corrections instantly if you've got a scoreboard. So I know the fans would be excited about it, but as teachers, we would be excited about having that too. Chris Grassi's with me, head coach of the Marshall men's soccer team. Today's first day, Marshall is an official member now of the Sun Belt. And then we get the news, and you touched on it, that UCF is coming to the league. So it's going to be a 10-team league once that UCF is official. What does UCF bring? What do you like about having UCF in this league? Well, I mean, I like the, you know, obviously their coaching staff uh, is very good. They play a nice style of soccer, which we appreciate. But they're, they're... they're a team also, you know, like ourselves in the university who've been pushing to 
to grow and try and obviously they're making a move to the, the Big 12 as a as a as a university. But you know, for men's soccer, this is kind of they're coming in with WVU um, to be the the two Big 12 affiliates, and I just like how they've gotten behind their program. I like how they have that desire to grow and to be one of the best. And you know, over the last sort of five years, they've made themselves really relevant on a national scene. Um, and they'll, you know, just add to to a great sort of mix of, of soccer teams, and they'll give us sort of four, uh, four power five conferences um, represented, or so four power five conference teams represented in our conference. So it gives us that cachet, which I like. And then I think it's going to be a tough game. Look, and going down to Orlando, I know we have the uh, Allegiant flights from Huntington down there, so you know that might be be a good one for our fans to come down and travel and you know, go down to Orlando for a weekend or so, so that might work out quite well for, for us. So it's a lot of little pieces of that make it exciting. I know the geography is important to the fans and travel is always important as well, but other than the fact that they're in Florida, does it really matter? You're looking, you're looking for more of a quality opponent. You're not lo- necessarily looking at geography as the big factor here, maybe unlike some of the other teams where the geography is going to play in, in those – programs favor you're you're looking for the best you don't care where where the game's at yeah i think that's i think that's true i mean i do i do like the idea of you know we've got kentucky we've got wvu we've got a couple of local rivalries i think that's the lifeblood of any sport is that sort of you can drive the bus down the road and you know the fans can get in a car and drive a couple of hours and and kind of create that environment to play and so the local games are important but then after those games you're right it's you know what's the What's the most quality we can get? How do we get the best quality into the league? How do we guarantee, you know, we're looking at our our league, and if you know, if you include UCF in that, you're looking at about seven teams who who've made the tournament three of the last four years. So that's a quite a um, quite a good standard to to uphold, and that's kind of what we were looking for: is another team who can be a flag bearer for the conference. And you know, obviously, you know, my job got a lot harder when we added these, you know, affiliates in. But I love the challenge, and I think it's you know if even if we have a down year, we could still be make a deep tournament run um, just because of the quality of the conference. So you know we're going to try and obviously win that conference and win that conference tournament every single year, and we feel like we're in a good position to do that. But you know the, the competition is so good that if we don't happen to win, then we can you know still get a berth or get seeded um, into the into the into the national tournament and make a deep run. Chris Grassi's with me. So we look at the schedule that that came out, and you get to start things off in the Sun Belt with your good friends at Kentucky. Uh, I <laughs> I I don't know, I don't know where the easy one is here. You got a couple out of conference games in between these Sun Belt games, but still, you know, at Kentucky you play host to West Virginia, then at Coastal, then you've got Robert Morris at home. That's out of conference game. Then at South Carolina, ODU's at home, Georgia State on the road, Georgia Southern home, out of conference game at Wright State, and then you've got James Madison. Uh, you talked about when this league was being set up for men's soccer, there were some important things that uh, you're happy the league did. Are you happy with the way the schedule is shaping so far and the way it's being uh, put together? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it, it takes a great. Like it takes a great effort, especially on the conference, to kind of do some things differently. So the way we have, especially at the end of the season, if you can, you know, once we once we grab into uh, UCF in in 2023, we're going to have sort of a, a Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday, Friday, Tuesday end of the season. So we're going to be bouncing, 
you know, through the midweeks there, but that's so we can fit in a really great conference tournament. You know, I hated the Conference USA conference tournament, the way it was set up with trying to play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. It's just a killer on the on the team, on the guys, you know. So it's so unfair on their legs to try and make them do that. And and I said, you know, here's the proof because the Conference USA team is never getting past the third round of the NCAA tournament because the conference tournament was such good teams but were killing each other trying to play this this often. And that has a you know, it has a physical effect. Maybe you can get through the first round or a bye to the second round, but then the next game it all catches up with you. You know, you you, you the players take that fatigue with them from from that massive exertion, and it just kind of there was never enough left in the tank of any team to get past that third round. And and so Sunbelt really listening to us and really taking that um, advice on and, and spreading out our conference tournament. So now we'll go Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, so there'll be appropriate rest and recovery for the the student athletes. Is is huge. And I mean that's a real nod to like the sports science. And it's a real nod to their. Um, you know, their leadership as a conference to be able to recognize that, that the student-athletes are not having a great time. So we're not like baseball, where we can just go to one venue and just play. You know, we, we, we need rest and we need recovery in between to, to put the best product on the field. And, you know, the the schedule was dictated, you know, from with the end in mind. And so that's how we kind of have that crowded midweek section of the, of the conference. But I think it's tremendous, you know, and it doesn't really matter which order we play teams in, obviously, Starting off with our two rivalry games against UK and WVU will definitely set the tone going in the conference, and it will give that, you know, this is our first week of conference, it will give it that extra kick. And so, you know, we hope we're ready for the challenge. We hope our guys, you know, are excited about it as, as we are as coaches. And, you know, we just we, we take it one game at a time from there. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like you're really in the Sun Belt until you get down to Georgia State, Georgia Southern, James Madison. So, really... It doesn't feel like you've gone anywhere until you get to those new schools uh, that you haven't faced in conference before. But still, uh, I'm with you. I like the schedule. It feels like it, it makes a little bit more sense than what you've had to deal with in the past. And I know you've been a huge proponent of making sure that the schedule makes sense. So you have an opportunity. Both teams that are playing have an opportunity to, to give it their best and maybe progress further. Yeah, and I think that's... Um... You know, when we look at when we looked at Conference USA in terms of setting up, like we have eight teams going to the conference tournament at the end for some belt, and you know, because we basically use the same rule of thumb as we changed Conference USA and then gone from getting two teams into three to four, it was all based on the you know how many teams do you have in your league that are below 100 in the RPI, so the top 100 teams in the in the country. And if you look at the four-year average of the Sun Belt, there's only one team that has a four-year average RPI below 100 or above 100. Sorry, so you know, we can afford to take eight teams in the tournament and, and nobody will hurt each other. So you're right, every every team that finishes in that top eight will have will be in with a chance of going to the NCAA tournament and there's not going to be those games that you're worried about, you know, being hurt by having to play in the conference tournament a weaker opponent. So this is, you know, it's exciting times and it's it's just again re strengthening, redoubling the conference, um you know, redoubling the chances of the conference conference teams making it to the tournament and trying to get five, six, seven teams into that tournament. Chris Grassi's with me, head coach of the Marshall men's soccer team. So we've touched on it. Now in the Sun Belt, we've talked about the schedule. Uh, has that um, has that had any direct impact so far as far as how you go out, how you've been recruiting, or is it more about Marshall still right now than where you play? Is that That's really the bigger selling point. It's Marshall, and you play a lot of great teams, not – Hey, we're in this really great conference. 
Yeah, you, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there. We're definitely selling ourselves. We're definitely selling all Marshall. And, you know, what we're able to do with, you know, we have six guys from our national championship team are now playing professionally, you know, and then the other guys are still with us. So we've kind of been able to show we have that legacy of being able to develop pros so they can achieve their dream of being professional athletes. And, and also, look, we're going to give you a great environment. We're going to teach you the game. You know, you join in a, a legacy program now that, you know, has the history. We, we still have the hunger and desire. We still want to win in your generation. You know, we don't just, we're not just worried about the past. We're not trying to repeat. We're trying to do it again. We're trying to do something different. We're trying to do, um, you know, we're trying to win it all over again. And, and, and this will be a new story and a new chapter. And that's kind of what we've been selling. But I think where we are as a program right now, it, it kind of sells itself. And whichever conference we were in, to be honest, we, we could we could sell Marshall soccer. My guest, he's Chris Grassi. He's the head coach of the Marshall men's soccer team. It's day one of the Sun Belt, and there are a lot of exciting things that are going to be happening, not only for the team, the facilities, season tickets are available right now. And it's a great season ticket deal. I should mention that a season ticket will include one ticket to each home game, and that's men's and women's soccer. So everything's grouped into one package. So if you're supporting the women, you're supporting the men. You're supporting the men. You can support the women as well. So it's really a great deal, and you know it's it's nice that you have such a cohesive partnership with Michael Swan and the women's soccer program as well. You don't see that necessarily at some universities and institutions. No, you don't. And I think we do have that feel. You know, I think uh, Coach Swan's done a great job uh, since he's been. It's been you know very difficult sort of taking over right before COVID and. And kind of battling to, to 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 really turn around a program and all the you know the, the kinks and the quirks that, that that come from inheriting the program that was you know struggling and he was kind of charged with sort of turning the program around and and getting it uh, up to up to scratch and I think he's been you know diligently working on doing that and I think they're going to have they're going to be good this year and I think the year after I think they're going to be even better and um, gets all his recruits in and kind of you know the beds in his style and. You know, they kind of had an entire staff turnover. So I've been, you know, get to be on the inside of that program, get to see the great work that he's doing. And, you know, can keep going back to my experiences of 2017, 2018, trying to, you know, turn the program around and, and trying to get the right culture and the right playing style and the right characters in the building. Um, and so just kind of watching them go through that, I can recognize a lot of the same similarities. So, you know, we think they're on a sort of a rocket trajectory and you'll probably see them, you know, take off this year somewhat. And I think that they, they yet to follow in, in 20. 23 they'll be flying so what's next for you and do you have a day off uh, do, do you um do you have an opportunity to maybe take in a couple of days rest what's the big plan here yeah this weekend you know i'm going to enjoy so i'm up in canada right now i'm going to enjoy uh canadian uh independence day from the british um and that's that's uh today uh, july 1st my sister's 40th birthday she happens to live up here and then uh, we'll go to michigan for july 4th and then I'll be back in the building, and the guys will return. A lot of the guys get here July 11th, and they'll start their preseason sort of fitness training with our strength and conditioning staff. Um, and we'll kind of be right after it. Has uh, has that new athletic director figured out your 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 display case problem yet? And you keep adding hardware to the collection. Have you figured that out <laughs> yet? Uh, you know that's that's going to be a problem. I'm going to leave it to going to leave it to him, and I'm going to leave it to his staff to figure out where to put all the trophies. We're just going to win them. We don't mind stacking them up around the office, just keeping them on the floor, in the doorways, you know, on the tables. We're, it's fine. For, it's fine for us.
just crawl over them, you know, just, you know, oh, hey, look, here's the national championship trophy. It's the first of many. We just don't know where to put them. Um, next thing you know, we're going to be talking about new turf, right? I'm sorry, grass, grass, right? Grass. Yeah. Okay. Let's make sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the, I mean, that's the goal is to get to, to a grass stadium. I think, you know, we're, I think right at the beginnings of a, of a partnership that could get us a, a grass practice field pretty quickly. So, you know, we're still working out uh, the finer points of that. Um, you know, because when we, we play every other team in the and the Sun Belt plays on grass, you know, so for the, the kind of adaptation from, from turf to grass is, is a significant one and something that we have to be, you know, wary of in our preparation. So I think we're making strides and, and you know, Christian's been a big supporter of, of that. And I think the long-term goal is to get to a grass pra- a play field and a couple of grass practice fields in and around the facility. So, you know, that's part of the project that I think, you know, I'm excited about taking on and, and you know, what what gets me up in the morning, gets me excited is kind of continuing to grow. And that's one area I feel like we can play our best soccer on grass. You know, when there's a little bit of dew in the grass and you can pop the ball around and zip, zip, zip all over the place. And you can have really nice pattern, passing patterns and um, it's a little bit less wear and tear on the body than playing on turf. So uh, I'd be excited to move the program in that direction. And, and hopefully, you know, we can do that. And Christian's been on board from day one with doing that and, and has been a big supporter and, um, uh, you know, we're just looking for. Obviously, it's a, it's a bit by bit, year by year improvement. So that's what we're we're looking for. So we're not going to have a, maybe a social media poll on on what colors should be on the grass, the pitch once uh, we get that. I mean, we're going to, you know, we're going to do anything like that. <laughs> you keep it Kelly green. Are we going to have any black trim? What are we going to do here? Yeah, we. I mean, we. You know, we happen to be lucky because we don't have to do like a Boise State or. Um, change the turf all we're wearing green and our pitches in green so it works out works out quite well for us just with natural natural grass <laughs> chris grassy's my guest i appreciate you I, I don't know if you know that how much i appreciate you every time you do this it, it really means a lot that you take the time out to talk oh, to me you. and to give me more than maybe five minutes of your time i do appreciate it i can't wait to get you back here and i can't wait till uh, we get the season started well thank you paul appreciate it Chris Grassy, my guest. Hey, hey, I appreciate you, sir. Anytime we can get you back on, let me know. We'll do it. That's Chris Grassy, the head coach of the Marshall men's soccer team. We're going to take our next break. Come back. We'll get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up. It is The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. It is the Friday, July 1st edition. Your drive continues on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We have been celebrating the emergence of Marshall in the Sun Belt. Today's the day. How many of you stayed up late past midnight just so you could say, hey, it's the day? I saw Twitter. Some of you did. Don't lie to me. I know you did. I understand. I'm excited about it, too. It's a new league. It means new opportunities, uh, new perspectives. There are some things that are changing with Marshall University, some faces that we have really come to know and been really good friends with, have moved on, moved on to different opportunities, excited for them. We've got new people coming in, new opportunities for them, so I'm excited for them as well. New opportunities for all of the athletic programs. And that doesn't mean football and basketball. It means all the athletic programs. So a lot of things to be excited about. Um, let's keep you caught up, though. Uh, we got football news to talk about. 
Former Marshall tight end Hayden Hurst announced his transfer decision. He is um, committing to um, Jackson State University. So, read my notes wrong here. Uh, read my notes here wrong. So, yeah, you. I read it just the way you typed it too, Christian. I run burgundy these notes, Christian. I run burgundy these notes. Let me start that over. So, you know, Christian, you messed up. Intern messed up here. Uh, I was sitting there. I was like, well, wait a minute. As I read it, I, I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute here. Interns. You can't get good interns. Former Marshall tight end Hayden Hagler is committing to Jackson State University. Uh, he's going to be playing for Deion Sanders. I mean, who wouldn't want to play for Deion Sanders, right? Uh, he announced that he would be entering the transfer portal a couple weeks ago before uh, he announced his decision to commit to Jackson State. Three years left of eligibility. So um, he is uh, going to be playing for primetime, Coach Primetime, Deion Sanders. Um, we've also got another offer official, uh, Levi Paxton, class of 2023, kicker from Herbert Hoover, receiving an offer from the Herd. Paxton was first-team All-State for the 21-22 season. Baseball, what's it up to? Um $64,733.39. That's the online campaign. Of course, that first 50000 matched by Chris and Melissa Lambert. And, you know, we didn't have a chance to really talk about this one yesterday. I wish we would have. But Marshall Athletics putting out the call for its first fan committee. You know who you are. You know who you are. You have all these ideas, and if only someone in the university would listen to your idea, things would be a lot better. Well, the athletic department is now taking applications for the fan committee in search of members who can help create the best fan best fan experience on Marshall game days throughout the year. So if you're interested, over at HerdZone.com. You know you're in. You know you're in on this, right? You heard this, and you're like, I'm, this is me. I, I should be on that fan committee, so there's your opportunity there. You get a chance to actually say it and have it heard. And maybe you could have a coalition of people who kind of have similar ideas and some ways to really improve the fan experience. So check it out. It's on HerdZone.com. Uh, by the way, before we hit the break, I know it's an important day here. It's... July 1st, it's Marshall's first day in the Sun Belt. Marco's already making new friends. It's also the start of the holiday weekend here. July 4th is coming up. And it's Happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Happy Happy Bobby Bonilla Day. You know what Bobby did? Um, he signed uh, the best contract of all. So Happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Last played in 1999, and he is still enjoying those 25 payments of 1.19, 1.1 1 and a nine million. That goes from 2011 to 2035. So, not only are the Mets paying him, the Orioles are paying him 
only 500,000. That's been since 2004, and that continues through 2028. So I would like to just wake up every July 1st and get over a million dollars. My life would be set. I could make that last more than a year. One payment, I could make that last a year. And then you add the 500K on that, I can make that work. He's going to get paid till 2035. 2035, the New York Mets. He hasn't played for the Mets since 1999. Prince wrote a song about 1999. We haven't talked about 1990. I mean, the only time you think of 1999 is when you hear the Prince song on the radio. That's it. So, instead of buying out the contract, $5.9 million, you could have bought that thing out. No. Um, we are going to pay you 25 payments of $1.19 one and a niner million. Happy, happy day indeed. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are wrapping up this edition of The Drive at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're not going to be back until the 5th. July 4th holiday weekend is coming up. For those of you that are celebrating, be safe. Have fun, but be safe. A lot of fireworks displays across the Tri-State over the weekend, including the one happening tonight. And downtown Huntington, it's Dog Dazzle happens after the music. We've got 9th Street Live going on as well. So a lot of music downtown Huntington. Opportunity for you to uh, come down and have some fun and enjoy uh, the biggest and best fireworks display in the Tri-State. That's coming up tonight. It's downtown Huntington. It's Dog Dazzle. And, of course, I suggested I suggested that next year we should live stream this. I mean, we want you to come down, obviously. But, for, yeah, for a lot of people, we want – I was suggesting we should live stream this. So it will be me and, I don't know, maybe Spencer Atkins from Channel 13. I don't know. We could do it like the, the Westminster Dog Show. Good – you know, oh, look, there's the and, – and the fireball is still to come. But right now, there's the dragon sprinkle, you know, whatever the name of these fireworks are. Yeah, And now that's a sea dragon. And there's a titan. <laughs> and there's a kaboom. Or, you know, the whole uh, live stream coverage would be like, ooh, ah, ooh. It'd be, it'd be like golf coverage, just like being quiet. No, it's going to be fun tonight. There's going to be a patriotic soundtrack tonight to all of the fireworks. Bring the kids. Bring the family. It's going to be fun. All the glorious explosions going on in the air. That's Dog Dazzle coming up tonight. And uh, I'm proud that uh, that's part of what we do here every year at Kinder Communication. So I'm excited for it. Holiday weekend's coming up. we got Pirates Baseball coming up tonight. 640 airtime here on ESPN, 94.1 in AM 930. Our intern, Ron Bergen, to me earlier. I can't believe that. Our intern, Christian Palmer, all decked out in his Pittsburgh paraphernalia. Again, no coordination whatsoever. The Pirates hat and the Steelers shirt. I mean, at least do, at least do this. Get a hat for every shirt. So if you want to wear the Steelers shirts, wear the Steelers hat. Or just properly coordinate in season so you have enough Pittsburgh shirts and hats. 
you have enough Steelers hats and shirts, and you have enough Penguins gear. Do it in season. So you should just be sporting. I mean, I'm not wearing hockey hats right now. Those are away. I put those away. I mean, if it's a college, you can get away with it. Like, you wear a Marshall hat. You can do that every day because that's college. You're not supporting one particular sport. Of course, my guy, Bill Cornwell, today, uh, already has a Sunbelt Conference shirt. It was just like a – I was like, how? Wow, how? He's got the logo. Just a logo shirt, Sunbelt Conference. It looked nice. And he was wearing a UCLA hat. My guy, Bill Cornwell. If you're up early in the morning, give him the business for me over on Big Johnny Company on 93.7 The Dog. Give it, give him the business for me. Marshall, it was, it was a Sunbelt shirt, Marshall Colors. UCLA hat. Not a UCLA shirt and UCLA hat, a, or not a Marshall shirt or Marshall hat. It was UCLA hat, Marshall, I, I oppose that. Every fiber of my being, I oppose that. I am not here for that. That's going to do it for this edition. Back on Tuesday, we got baseball all weekend long. Enjoy that. We'll talk to you soon. Have a wonderful holiday weekend. Enjoy your 4th of July, and uh, we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Until then, have a great weekend. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.